You're listening to 90% Mental, Conversations with Grant Parr, Episode 136. Mental performance coach Grant Parr sits down with Derek Vigon, sports psychologist for George Mason University, where he talks about mental toughness and the importance of building relationships with athletes and coaches. Derek also shares his pre-performance audio intervention tool that he created called Psych Beats, which is blending music, positive self-talk, kinesthetic imagery, tactical information, past performances, and mindful breathing to increase overall confidence and emotional control. What would more wins, higher productivity, or quicker recovery mean for you? NeuroPeak Pro optimizes human performance by working to promote balance within the autonomic nervous system. Used by the world's elite athletes, this training program is now available to you at home. Cutting-edge neuroscience and technology allows you to strengthen your brain remotely, anytime, anywhere. Schedule your evaluation and get started with your brain training today. Visit NeuroPeak Pro and receive a 10% discount by using the promo code GRANTPAR. interested in a full body resistance training system to achieve your athletic and fitness goals, the mass suit from Juke Performance is your answer. The mass suit is a full body resistance training suit that you wear during your exercising or sports specific training to enhance your speed, strength, power, agility, and endurance. You are fully mobile and it's great for plyometric and high intensity training. It engages all muscle groups simultaneously and increases to a 50% caloric burn. Check out the mass suit at jukeperformance.com and other fitness-related products and make sure to use the promo code GRANTPAR, one word, G-R-A-N-T-P-A-R-R, for your 10% discount. Hey, Derek, how are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for uh, giving me a call, Grant. You bet, man. I'm really excited to have you on my show to to talk to. I love talking to my peers and, and talking to other sports psychologists. And I'm really interested to just hear your thoughts on a few things I love to talk about. But also one thing that's probably really top of mind for you that you love to talk about. And it's an intervention tool that you created uh, called Psych Beat. So I'm really, really excited to talk to you about that and learn a little bit more about your role there at Georgia Mason. Of course, yeah, looking forward to it. Let's jump right in. All right, cool. So let's get this thing started with uh, kind of how I set the tone of my show about mental toughness. So when you think about being mentally tough, what does that mean to you? Sure. I mean, it's a great question. And, you know, to me, mentally tough means being flexible. Um, I think it means being able to tolerate both a high level of psychological and physical distress at the same time and really being able to perform under pressure. I think, um, you know, it's also really being able to pull out a top performance when you need to, um, even if there are aspects of the performance environment that are off or are not ideal. I think additionally, mentally tough means being able to get as close to flow as possible, um, as often as possible, maybe when your body's hurting or when your opponent is playing well, or when they're like, as I mentioned before, in terms of some of the environmental factors, when there are a number of things that are not in your favor or in your control, 
I think a number of sports psychologists and other um, sports psych consultants in the field talk about controlling the controllables, right? So I interpret that as controlling what is in your control. And also really being able to check into your athletic identity and your motivation, like what drives you um, to leave it all on the floor, right? And I think in terms of a major aspect of success and and for athletic success and really life success is positive self-talk. So reminding yourself that you are capable, right? That you've done this time and time again, right? As we talked about even before the podcast, why routine is so important, right? So that performance doesn't feel out of the ordinary and really it's as close to the same as the routine as possible. You know, I love it. And you brought up a lot of great stuff. And, you know, and I know I've said this hundreds of times on my podcast, but I love asking this question because there's always either a completely different perspective on mental toughness, or there may be just a different variation or different lens on looking at, at this mindset or, or, or those two words, mental toughness or mentally tough. And Mm -hmm. you brought Mm -hmm. something up that was really cool about how it positions you or gets you as close or into zone. And you, you make a great point right. because that's the thing about being in zone or flow is that you're in complete trust mode, right? And right. when you're dealing with something that's, that's chaotic or full of pressure, you know, you're, you're trusting yourself to, to, and talking to yourself, which was huge. You brought up self-talk. So I, th- right. I thought right. you brought up some great points on there. Yeah. I like to uh, have my athletes envision being the rubber band, right? So if we can be a rubber band, the idea is being as flexible as possible without breaking. Obviously, at certain points of the uh, athletic competition, maybe there's pain or there's there's uh, exhaustion, right? But how do we continue to flex and adjust uh, to be as present as possible and focused on the task at hand? You know, and I love that too because I, I to my with my athletes, I always talk about bending. That's a phrase I mm-hmm. use, and it's how we bend with the situation and not let that situation break us. And I think that's where when we lose sight of being mentally tough is when we potentially can get into that that realm of being broke. Uh, so if we right, can bend right. with the situation by breathing with it, right, getting into right. getting into where our feet are, then we can talk talk to ourselves, then we can do these other things. But um, you make a great point. And, and with that being said, you know, with all the years that you've been in this role, when you think about, again, you don't have to bring up a, a particular athlete, but can you share a story where you had to work with an athlete, where you worked with them to be mentally tough, or they showed up in the moment and were mentally tough? Sure. Yeah. You know, that's such a great question. Um, I want to, of course, pay attention to confidentiality. So oh, yeah. Speak For, to sure. Any names. For sure. For um, sure. Uh, but really, I can think of many moments um, and, you know, a number come to mind uh, for me, specifically of athletes, you know, who've overcome significant obstacles and adversity in their lives before they even show up uh, to college. Um, I'm a member of the National Basketball Players Association Mental Health Registry and Dr. Parham, the director of uh, the NBA's MBPA's um, mental health uh, and wellness registry talks about folks having invisible tattoos uh, that represent aspects potentially of past trauma 
um, that some athletes are carrying with them before they even show up to our campus, right, or to the league, et cetera. Um, so I'm thinking about a number of athletes uh, that I've worked with that are coming from single parent families, low SES households, maybe where there are a number of other diversity factors at play or other risk factors, uh, you know, at play um, where, you know, these individuals are the rock of their family, where they, you know, athletics helps them potentially make it out. It's a major identity factor and their community is really counting on them to be successful. So they face a tremendous amount of pressure to deliver and they do it right. And they're, you know, being successful in their sport really is only one aspect of their identity. Um, I like to think of some of these folks as warriors, um, as warriors for their communities, right? I can think of athletes that have struggled with major mental health concerns, identity concerns, grief and loss, you know, potentially losing a family member pre or mid season and still showing up. Right. Um, you know, these, these folks are really our role models for our universities, for our communities. And it's some of these folks that really stand out to me. Man, that's, uh, that's beautiful. You know, and it's really interesting. I, I use the, when I say I use, but I always say that everyone's a warrior. Uh, I, regardless right. if you're a nurse, uh, CEO, football player, lacrosse, lacrosse player, we're all, if you're performing a role, you know, and you're competing either with yourself or somebody, somebody else or an opponent, we're all warriors. So I, I, I right, love it that, right. you, uh, that you use that term. Now, you being a sports psychologist at George Mason University, uh, before we get into the meat and potatoes of the interview, share with my listeners what your role entails and, and why you got motivated or what motivated you to get into this field. Sure, sure. Um, so I'll talk a little bit about my, uh, my role first. So um, I am the coordinator of sports psychology at George Mason University, and that uh, role entails a number of responsibilities, but predominantly doing individual counseling with athletes uh, and getting to meet with teams to do performance enhancement work. Um, I occasionally travel with teams. Uh, last summer was pretty amazing. I got to go to Italy with women's basketball got to do some performance enhancement sessions in the Coliseum, which was definitely one of the highlights of my career thus far. It was incredible. Uh, and, you know, I try to be as present as possible and attend as many athletic events uh, as I can to cheer on the student athletes. It's super, super fun. Um, it, I also get uh, to spend some time advising sport administrators within intercollegiate athletics regarding mental health uh, concerns, uh, as well as contributing to the mental health policy literature, right? Um, as part of my role as coordinator of sports psychology, I serve as a member of the Center for Sports Performance staff. And that staff uh, is myself, a psychologist, um, team physicians, athletic trainers, our um, sports dietitian, and our deputy athletic director for risk management. Uh, and internal operations. And so really getting to be part of this multidisciplinary team is incredible. Um, and we try to provide as comprehensive care as possible for Mason student athletes. Um, and then, I, you know, within, I also um, serve a role in the counseling center. So I get to supervise um, doctoral trainees and get to serve on a number of other university committees and really advocate for social justice issues across the board. So that's like a little snapshot of 
some of my role. Um, but in terms of what motivated me to get into this field, I studied psychology for my bachelor's, my master's, and my doctoral work, and was an athlete growing up. And it kind of made the most sense to combine these passions. And Psych Beats, which we're going to talk about a little bit more, even really marries all of the things that I love in life. Um, in terms of my athletic background, I am originally from Southern California, pretty competitive volleyball player. I won a state championship in high school. Um, and my athletic identity is a very central part of my self-esteem and confidence, both personally and professionally. Um, in terms of kind of this, uh, this work uh, for a university, um, I've worked for a number of universities before Mason, both in uh, counseling centers and in uh, Division I athletic departments. But I love the pulse on college campuses. And college students really keep you on your toes. And I love not only getting to watch them excel in my office and hearing about how they're excelling in the classroom, but of course, getting to watch them excel in the performance environment. Um, but really what it's all about for me is building relationships with young people. Um, I think that is one of the, the best parts of this work is really getting to make an impact on a young adult's life. And for me, that's the emotional paycheck that you can't put the dollar sign on. Um, I think that's really what it's all about. Man, that's awesome. And, and thanks for sharing your role. And uh, man, it's, it's, I'm having a hard time getting that, that whole image out of my head. Uh, it's a good image of what would, what would it be like to be in the Coliseum to, to work with athletes from a mental perspective? Like how cool was that? Like it was, uh, I mean, the, the hairs on the back of my neck were standing up. I <laughs> wow. brought in uh, gladiators, one of my favorite films. So I actually brought in a little Bluetooth speaker and I had the theme music from Gladiator kind of being played underneath my, <laughs> what I was talking about yeah. with this team. And this was, <laughs> this was one of the coolest moments that I've been a part of just, like I said, both personally and professionally really getting to cheer on um, this women's basketball team and really help them define their identity of flexibility, strength, and togetherness kind of in this historic venue. It was incredible. So I feel very lucky to have gotten that experience. And you know what? That's beautiful. And and you brought something up that just really resonates with me um, is college campuses and college and culture environments. Like the, the pulse of it, it really, really connects with me. And there's not a time when I don't travel uh, either by myself or with my wife outside of California if we're somewhere close to any kind of college, I don't care what level it is, we go. Because I just love walking on campuses. And some, yeah. of, some of these campuses are so gorgeous and beautiful. You just you can feel the culture by doing it. So I, I, I feel right, that. Right, right. Mason is pretty cool because we are about, you know, 15 miles or so from the nation's capital in D.C. We're in Fairfax, Virginia. So, um, so that's really cool because the, you know, the pace of what's going on, the pulse of what's going on in the country is certainly represented. You know, we feel that on campus, but we are a majority minority institution. So that's one of my favorite things about working at Mason is really the diversity that's there of the entire student body. We have a ton of international students and students um, and professors from all backgrounds. Um, and we, tr you know, it's, it's really an amazing place to be. Uh, and the student athletes in particular are just great people. They have a ton of grit 
and uh, willingness to show up and to really give it their all. So it's just an amazing place to um, be a part of. Oh man, I can only imagine, man. I love it. I love it. So let's let's get into something that you're super passionate about, and you talked about it just a little bit ago. Um, psych beats. So share with my listeners this um, intervention tool that you've created. Share with my listeners what it's all about. Of course. So psych beats is really my my baby. I've been working on this for uh, over a decade. I, you know, wrote my doctoral dissertation on this topic and this tool. Um, but really what it is, is it's a unique pre-performance audio tool. When you think about how many athletes we see walking into the arena or the, the performance environment with the beats on, um, this tool allows a positive sports psych intervention to be going on at the same time. So what psych beats is, is there, so there are five components that I feel like are, that I researched and found are the most necessary for optimal performance. What those five are, the first one is positive self-talk, as I mentioned, right? So believing in our ability to execute the task at hand and being able to recreate the necessary uh, physical prowess and, um, you know, stamina and and uh, ability to, to do that, right? And so kind of creating language around that. So positive self-talk. The second one is kinesthetic imagery. So the idea of really feeling in your body what that optimal performance feels like. I, I did this, um, uh, I'll get more into that in, in a few minutes, but um, what it might, I did this with Olympic female marathon runners for the dissertation. And so the idea, so some of them were talking about is really feeling the red blood cells swell in one's legs as they're running. So trying to get as specific as possible with wow, this is really what physically what this feels like in my body and then that can help with visualization, et cetera. Um, the third component is what I reference as tactical. So that would be information that's co coming from the um, coach or the performance instructor around the specific X's and O's of this performance, right? So maybe if you're uh, a sprinter, it's, you know, approaching that turn and really ducking that shoulder uh, to help facilitate the turn. Or, you know, a, a basketball player might be concentrating on specific footwork uh, on this part of, you know, at this part of the paint or doing this with their, you know, release at, at this part of the shot, right? So the tactical component is usually the athletes are bringing that part in because they are working on that with uh, their coaches, right? The fourth one is the fourth component is um, recalling past successful performance outcomes. And I think that this is super important, right? So thinking of all the other times that this person has really been a badass in their sport, that they have been able to um, succeed and excel and really uh, master the performance and, and kind of the feelings around and emotions around that experience, kind of checking into some of that. The fifth one, Grant, as you mentioned before, is mindful breathing, right? So trying to really uh, allow the focus to be on decreasing heart rate or increasing heart rate, depending on what this person's uh, optimal physiological arousal state is before performance. Usually we're looking for a medium to medium high level of physiological arousal. So 
using kind of statements around controlling breathing uh, as well. Um, so what we do is I have a music background also. So we bring the athlete into the recording studio and have them, uh, we, so the athlete and myself will come up with a script that covers all of these five components and we'll organize it in a way that makes sense for that athlete. We'll record them dictating, uh, these statements, and then we will pair those statements with emotionally and psychologically arousing music of the athlete's choice. And we use instrumental music of their choice, whether that's hip hop or jazz or classical music, um, that really helps get them in the zone. And the idea is the focal point of the, of the psych beats tool is the athlete's voice. So they are hearing their voice, um, as they are, you know, walking into the arena or they're on the bus or they're putting on their uniform. And the idea is you hear yourself when you're performing. So if we can get as close to flow or in the zone as possible before performance, it's actually easier to check back into it when we are performing. And the idea is that some of these, you know, some of this content will stick during the performance. So you know, we're, we're kind of flooding with the, them with it before and then they're easy, more easily able to remember it and check back into it when they are performing. It's an incredibly unique tool because it's personalized. It's incredibly empowering, particularly for some folks being behind the microphone is, is really uh, an amazing experience. Um, I will say it's a little bit weird hearing your own voice the first time. But kind of like any like any new skill or any new thing that you try, if you, the more often you do it, the more normalized it becomes. And um, it's I've gotten some incredible feedback on it. As I mentioned, I did this with Olympic female marathon runners for the dissertation. I've worked with about 250 Division One student athletes with this, a number of elite high school athletes in my private practice, as well as a number of uh, professional and other Olympic athletes uh, in uh, both private practice and in other um, university settings. Um, so it's a super fun tool. And the reason why it's awesome is because it doesn't feel like work, right? It feels <laughs> right. like a, uh, it feels like a, a really fun tool that, uh, you know, you get to connect with athletes on. So yeah, I, I love getting to do it. Well, man, this is beautiful. I love this stuff. This stuff resonates with me. I'm not only as, as an athlete, but as a mental performance coach. But it seems like what you're doing is you're allowing them. I mean, there's a lot of things, a lot of goodness that comes from this tool um, or these steps. But it looks, it seems like you're allowing them to create their own pre-performance soundtrack. And, exactly. And, and that's super cool. And, and I, I'm going to share with you. I do something, something similar. Um, I haven't done the um, or put in the the amount of research and in, in science behind it, but I've done something kind of mm -hmm. similar um, that I want to share with you as well. But but when you think about these steps, when you have self talk and imagery, um, getting the tactical information, um, you know, I, I call it highlight films or past performance and the breathing. Is there a like when someone is like literally? Like, it's one thing to create this, right? But when they're using the tool, mm -hmm. um, maybe, you know, before a basketball game or they're in the locker room, what are the, what are the steps? Like, what, what would you, I mean, I know at the end of the day, it's what's comfortable for the athlete. But if, if you, what, what's right. optimal for an athlete to go down in unison or in steps to use these five different uh, pillars, if you will? 
Right. So I think it's, um, and as you said, I think it's going to be specific for, you know, and different for every athlete, right? So for example, if, you know, an athlete is really anxious before performing, we want to be using music and content that's going to help them decrease their heart rate and regulate some of that anxiety before, uh, you know, they, they jump into the performance realm. Additionally, you know, if a person is super low energy and maybe needs to get a little bit amped before performance, we would be using music that would have a higher um, beat per minute uh, um, soundtrack and um, would be crafting content a little bit differently. The part that I forgot to mention is uh, I use Pro Tools, which is the professional audio standard to mix and master um, site beats for folks, because particularly with Generation Z, uh, if it doesn't sound professional, they're not using it. So it's <laughs> yep. really important that it's really important that, uh, you know, it's, it's nice, uh, concise and sounds incredible. Um, but I think, you know, I wouldn't necessarily say that you have to do these steps a certain way, right? I think you're, you're really checking into mindset, motivation, and given all the research I've done on this, you know, if we can concentrate on these five components and translate those to how that might, you know, then be integrated into the specific game plan for today's game um, and, and get them checking into why this is fun for them. Um, that to me, you know, would yield some of the best outcomes. For sure. For sure. And, you know, and I was saying, you know, what I've done with a, with an imagery tool is I literally, I'll bring out my microphone, I bring out my computer and I'm, I'm literally on the court, on the field, no matter what the, the movement is, um, I record it. And so if it's a boxer, doing a combination if it's a soccer player that's practicing a, a penalty kick um, a basketball player with you know fr a free throw or a baseball player just you know hitting a baseball I'm actually taking their sounds not not a sound that's you know already been generated on the on the, the internet it's their sound and what I do is I do intervals so I do like 10 to 15 mm -hmm. um, and and as soon as they're done I do put on a kind of a nice crowd sound to let them know that they've mm -hmm. done that interval, but they've ended something on something positive. Like you just, you just put mm -hmm. in the work not, and you heard the crowd go and then you take about five to 10 second break and then you get back and do another, you know, 10 or 15, but I put music behind right. it. Some nice meditate, meditative. Cool. Yeah. So I, I do that kind of stuff. I was introduced to something like a tool like that when I was young. So I was, that's mm -hmm. where I got the idea. And it's awesome that you've really taken that idea and, and, um, it made it really, really tangible um, for athletes to get yeah. into the zone. So it's awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, well, it sounds like, you know, we're going to have to talk after this because uh, we probably could do some good stuff together. <laughs> for sure. Well, absolutely. Uh, and this and your tool, actually, this, this whole intervention tool, I mean, it, it does. It really excites me um, as a practitioner and, and what it can do for just performers but athletes. So, uh, yes, I definitely yeah. would love to talk to you more. But now, when you think about how much investment, how much time you put into this tool, like, what, mm -hmm. are, your, what are your plans with it? Yeah, yeah. So, um, a, a number, the other thing I, I wanted to mention, too, when we're using music, we want to make sure that we're buying music. It falls under fair use. For sure. Uh, and that re recording and use, uh, particularly because I'm a, a licensed psychologist, is confidential, right? So, um, for the mass markets, it's, it would look a lot differently. So, um, you know, 
I am in conversations with a number of different apps uh, and professional organizations. Um, and like I mentioned before, athletes are responding really well to this. Um, and so I think, you know, there, there are a lot of, there are a lot of avenues for this tool. I think, as you mentioned before, whether you're a nurse or a firefighter or a stock trader or whatever you're doing, I think that there are a lot of avenues that a tool like this could be helpful. You know, I've worked with elementary school teachers to reduce uh, distress. I've, you know, had uh, clients with specific phobia um, relative to flying uh, in airplanes. We've done sight beats for that. Um, so I think in terms of anxiety reduction, there's a lot of, you know, a lot of overlap here beyond just the athletic realm. Right. For sure. Awesome. Well, uh, thank you for sharing that, man. I'm, I'm, I'm actually like, again, I'm, I'm excited to learn more about it. Um, as we close yeah. up here, there's a question that I just, I just love asking it, um, just because reflection is huge. And I know that you think reflection is, is huge too. Um, so when you think about reflecting on your career up until this point, what do you think you've learned the most about yourself? That's a great question. Um, reflection is very important, but you know, when I think back, I really like to think about how important relationships are to me. Um, I like to think about, you know, how much I care about the well-being of others, um, my clients, friends and family, but also like how much I learn from my clients. You know, I've learned how to overcome struggle and adversity in my own life. And I just try to do the best to practice what I preach, right? You know, I do tend to work a lot between George Mason athletics and my own private practice, but I try to make time for self-care and my family and try to implement balance as much as possible. Awesome. Awesome. Well, how can my, uh, my listeners follow you on social media, connect with you and learn more about psych beats? Of course. So they can uh, check out all this stuff is on uh, my website. So they can check out psychbeats.com or Dr. Derek Vigon, D R D E R E K V I G O N.com. Well, Derek, man, thank you so much for coming on the show. I mean, this is, uh, it's uh, like I said earlier, it's awesome to talk shop with uh, one of my peers and and just learning about your journey and the cool things that you're doing and also creating. Um, and sharing your your whole uh, your whole story with Psych Beats, man. And uh, I'm excited for you, and I'm excited for people that are going to invest and check this out and have it help them in their performances. So again, thank you for being on the show and, and sharing your energy. Of course, yeah. Um, you know, again, uh, thanks so much for having me, and it was great getting to chat today. Absolutely. Absolutely.